This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. The truckwreck.com fan text is open for you. If you need some words of encouragement or a shoulder to lean on, we're here for you in the G-Bag Nation and uh, we're about to break down how it went down uh, yesterday afternoon there at AT&T Stadium. One of, if not the worst loss in the playoffs in Cowboys history. General at your service, there's Brian Broaddus working his sources, talking Ooh. to people around the league about where the Cowboys go from here. Stand by all offseason for the best source of uh, insider Cowboys news that I've ever seen, Brian Broaddus. There's Lucius Alexander, the pimp cup over there at Master Control with the, the sweetest... A Rangers World Series uh, hoodie on. I, I love that thing. I keep seeing people with it on. You can see it right now, 105.3thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, of course, you have your nosebleed brothers, Woolchuck and Chiafalo, in various states of grieving and mourning uh, for the defeat of the Cowboys. Uh, and there's Carter Freeman. Has an eye on that college football. We'll be talking draft before too long. He's, he's coordinating that video for you car- across multiple platforms. Welcome into the show, though. This wasn't even against a, a a great team, you know, beating you. It's it's the the first time I, I think I've really felt like an inferior opponent beats you and and leaves you on the outside looking in. Like it's one thing to lose to Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback. He's doing magic, right? You get screwed by the refs. It's one thing to get beat by the best roster in the NFL, the 49ers, although maybe the Ravens are about to take that crown. That that was just pathetic, you know, to to, to go out like that. My only hope today is that it jars the organization through shame and embarrassment into pivoting in some meaningful way to be better. That's where I'm at, guys. How about you? Couldn't agree more, man. Could not agree more. This is this is one of those games that make you question everything. This is one of those games that uh, if you're a college kid, you're sitting there at AT&T Stadium watching the game, and you decide in about the third quarter, yeah, I might as well just head on back to Austin. Let's just get the semester rolling. You know, I mean that that's that's what that game is, man. This is a clean this is a clean house game. This is a I don't want to ever see any one of you again game. This is a get away from me game, and this is an I can't stand you game. And this is a this is as big of a, a disappointment and big of a shock. I mean, you could everybody in the stadium were going, is this actually happening? Are we living in some level of like alternate reality here? Because there's no way this can actually be happening. The level of incompetence, the dejectedness. I mean, it was five seconds seconds into the game and CD Lamb's already moping around and Jair Alexander's in his head and and this one's done dude you guys are you guys got a gla- you guys look like Errol Spence coming out of the tunnel to get his ass kicked a couple of months ago they they look like a team playing in the cold you know what i'm saying like they were outdoors in the cold against a team that's from the north like you went to buffalo that's how bad they played like they were frostbitten the entire afternoon i it was it was surreal. Uh, we do have player availability and, uh, and you know quotes and audio coming off of that. We'll be able to play you, you know, some of the highlights of of all that going on. Um, but a lot of it's just going to be picking up the pieces and and starting to talk about where we go from here. Wolchuk, what do you think? 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I, I look. Is it surprising the Cowboys lost a playoff game? No, not at the all. Fashion in which they lost yesterday to a Packer team that was nine and eight needed some help getting in. They got that, uh, and and you just got demolished. I mean, Green Bay came in with Jordan Love and Aaron Jones and the way they played defensively and kicked your ass, and you just didn't show up. And you, you're cutting to Dak on the side, and he's got that deer, deer in the headlights look, man. Like, I got no answers. Seen that look before. Yep. You're, and, and your defense is terrible. And, I mean, it, it's just it's it's very telling to me. And I didn't know how bad this was, but that the team has won two games over the entire McCarthy tenure here when they've ever been down in a game by 14 or more points, and they both came in his first season. One was the watermelon kick game against Atlanta. the Falcons. We, yeah. we know that. And then the other one was when Dak's bringing him back against the Giants, then he breaks his ankle, and they're able to hold on to win that game. But since then, this team cannot face adversity. They no. have no answer. And they just kind of crawl up into a little ball, and it's over. Dallas frontrunners. There's no fight back. No. And and it, it go, you look at your defensive coordinator, he used to blame all the players on defense. Micah Parsons, second-team All-Pro, we're sitting here, we're bitching and whining. How is he not first-team? Where were you yesterday? In coverage yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, some of the— Which uh, makes no sense. Dak was terrible to start the game. He takes the podium and says, I sucked. Yes, you did. Now you're 2-5 and five in the postseason. For, for somebody that's had that amount of stats, it's the worst win-loss in the history of the sport. I mean, and, and this team— I mean, I just saw the Arizona Cardinals have more playoff wins and NFC Championship appearances and Super Bowl appearance, appearances since 2000 than the Dallas <sighs> Damn you, Cowboys. Kurt Warner. That's just because of Kurt it's Warner, bad. too. I mean, you, you name the team. Now Now the Lions might have a chance to get there. Go Lions, right, with what they did last night. Sure. Special moment. Shout uh, out to NBC cutting away for that for the weather report. You know, I, I just think today the, the, the takeaway should be they're just not good enough. It no. shouldn't be that... Well, you guys, you know, you 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 got distracted or the coaches, you know, had this horrible game plan. It's that we we need to recognize that the roster is flawed in a way that's easy. It's too easy for good teams to make them look bad all of a sudden. This happens, you know, and I don't know how people bought in during a season in which they were suffering blowout losses, you know, at one point to Arizona. You know, I think you were more closer to Philadelphia than you were to San Francisco in that way. Um, so I think one of the questions is, could you believe in this group again? No. Because what's going to happen is the first month of their season next year, they'll win three of four, they'll blow some teams out, and maybe they'll lose against a good team, and on the other side of that will be like, yeah, but if this just happened, they'd be 4-0. and And we'll believe. I think a lot of people will believe. Now, as somebody that stopped believing – about two years ago, I, 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 we've seen people buy in in a major way, right? So I think enough of the fan base is willing to. Maybe in, in this room right here today, in this building today, and in this audience, there are people raising their hands saying, I'm done. But damn it, so many people keep buying into this. I believe the Joneses are just going to lay low for a couple of months, draft, flip optimistic, and, and win a couple of games in September, and the belief is going to come flooding back in. Um, so and I, then we'll end up right back here. I, I, I wish more people, yes, I wish more people today, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, at 877 maybe this is a turning point for the yeah. organization. What yeah. do you think, Brian? No, I don't think you're wrong. I, I, think it was, uh, I think it was really unfortunate, though, that in, on such a big stage that 
you had as many busts in this game that you just didn't. And then the busts lead me to believe when you start to talk about that, the focus of the team, you know, we always hear about, oh, we had great practice, had a great week of practice. Do you worry about Dan Quinn was also hunting up jobs? You know, was his focus somewhere else? Was the players focus somewhere else? You know, all week long, they're probably, you know, they're watching the tape and all that. And, you know, they're seeing some games where Jordan Love not exactly lighting them up. They really didn't, you know, they were banged up at certain points in their secondary. Their defense wasn't very good. But defensively, though, everything that you tried to mask came crashing down yesterday. The middle of your defense was really bad yesterday. Awful. Defensive tackles were poor. Your linebackers were poor. Your safeties were poor in this football game. And it's things that Dan Quinn has been trying to mask with the playing with so much dime linebacker because he doesn't have anything else. Is it Dan's fault? Sure, yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot of it was you finally, all that came crashing down. It was a house of cards on defense. Yeah. And, it, and everything that you tried, to, you got away with it because your offense scored more points than everybody else. And you could rush the passer. And what happened? You played against a team yesterday that wasn't going to let you pressure their quarterback. And even when you did get close to pressure on the quarterback, you forgot to cover the guy in the middle of the field or your zone drop was too deep or your three guys run after one guy with one guy running in the middle of the field or you don't play. We talked about how they needed to play run defense. It was you have to secure everything front side and protect the backside because of the cuts. That's what happened the whole game. Backside cut, backside cut, backside cut the whole time. And so, you know, that's – a lot of different things you could point to, but the house of cards on defense finally came crashing down around did, they, did he stay within the zone too much? He his they gave up three touchdowns on man coverage. Okay. They they, they no, everything they, was bad. They, everything yeah, was they bad. were they were yeah, forty I mean, man, they were bus. they were forty seven they were fifty three percent man, forty seven percent forty I think it flipped that. They played more they played just zone, but by slightly just a little bit more of a percentage. But it, it I mean that's that's the that's the problem, right? And and we talked about this, like, okay, this is their formula and style in which they need to win. Yeah. But it, it's not good enough. You can't be a team that realistically has wants and desires and expectations to win a championship. Yeah. But you have to have this is this is our style. We need the offense to come out and put pressure on the opposition. Right. That way our defense now can rush the passer. Yeah. And they're chilling. They're hanging out. You don't have to have anybody run on us. Like, no. Super Bowl teams, we can go on the road. A team wants to run on us. We'll have an answer for you. Right. We'll find a way to counter that, right? We need to get in a shootout. We can win that style, too. Cold weather, rain, no big deal. We'll find a way to be multiple. We'll adjust. Yeah. This team has one way in which they can have success, and that's an issue. Maybe it's team building. Maybe it's culture. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's the players. Hell, it's probably all the above, but they got to fix that. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah, they they we we put a lot of emphasis in home field for the Cowboys and how they play at home. And the numbers, the metrics, everything told you that was the case. But you, you beat, you got beat by a football team that 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 knew exactly what they wanted to do, running the football where they did, yeah. and they knew exactly where they wanted to throw the football, and they did, and they made you yeah. pay for it. They did, and they're they're a well coached team. You know, they they looked at all your film and they said, if you play, and and, and to 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 Dan Quinn's, you know, he he played uh, curse. Way too much at free safety yesterday. Why would he ever be doing that? That, that is that that is the question we need to ask Dan Quinn. Why all of a sudden do you put uh, Curse as a true free safety in this game? It cost you. It also cost you though. With like I said, with playing with light linebackers, 
it, it really costs you in that regard. Well, light linebackers that also don't know how to diagnose well, a single thing yeah, either. The, the, They're running the, themselves out of well, the play that's the problem. when the line isn't. That, that's the problem. It, it, you're, you're playing with guys that are having to learn as they're going along. And you've got away with it a lot this season. You didn't get away with it yesterday. No, no. You you know, and, and hey, we all can see how important the passing game and chunk plays is and the importance of the run game is minimal as ever. Yeah. But if you can't make the opposition respect your run game, it makes coverage so easy on them. And if you're worried about their run game, then big plays just start popping up. It, it is a huge part of the winning formula. And the Cowboys, I'll say it again, build 90% of a contender. And they act like the salary cap prevents them from building the full team out because they want to have the same quality of team every single year, which is a winning formula if you have a Patrick Mahomes who can elevate a team. If you don't, okay, then you need the elite roster and you can't keep that every year. The salary cap disallows it. So you got to pick like seven years out of the decade where you're going to build that elite roster and the other three you're recovering from the salary cap. you got to commit to that if you have a quarterback like Dak that you want to win with. And the Jones boys don't understand that. They're not smart enough or they're doing an ROI equation where they're saying our main goal is to make the playoffs. I don't know which one it is. Either they're not smart enough to see what it's going to take to win the Super Bowl with Dak, or they're intentionally just maximizing profit instead of going for the Super Bowl. It's one of those two things, and it's maddening. Now, what I believe this team needs is a savior. In the form of a quarterback that could make their team-building strategy a Super Bowl winner, or a coach who can show you. Um, Now, it's going to have to be a strong coach. It's going to say, hey, we can't cut corners here and expect to win the Super Bowl. It needs to be a guy with skins on the wall and isn't a get-along guy. You know, I don't think there's any coincidence that Jimmy Johnson's the only coach that could take Jerry Jones to the top because he was unrelenting and unapologetic in telling Jerry Jones what needed to happen. You know, ever since then, Jerry's been looking for guys who are higher in loyalty and less in outspokenness. Okay. Maybe Belichick could be the savior, though. I think I think with this defensive personnel, if you have Diggs healthy and go get another corner in his prime, either through the draft or in free agency, and a good linebacker, Belichick could win you multiple playoff games just with defense. So that would get me excited. You know, you want to talk about how is Gavin going to go from cynical back to being excited about this team having a chance in H-E double hockey sticks of actually winning enough playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be the coach or the quarterback. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed this week that what I believe about Jerry Jones is wrong. You know, that he actually is like, damn it, I want another Super Bowl. Get everybody gone, right? So we're going to blow out the damn salary cap like Sean Payton would, and we're going to get a head coach who might have to tell me some hard truths. And if, if, if Jerry wants to win the Super Bowl, that's what he's going to be doing here over the next couple of days. I'll be shocked if I actually see it. I don't know how he could be in a place where he like you're not mad enough to make these types of decisions. And I was actually surprised with sort of the calmness in which he approached talking with the media last night. I was expecting to him like to sort of be blood boiling, angry. We just got embarrassed in the worst I way. I think he was inside, Eric, from top to bottom for sure. But I like, think he was inside. He he held it together at the microphone yeah. and and could have taken things much further with the words he used, and yeah. he kind of tempered it a little bit. I don't know what that means moving forward. I don't know how much if, if he's yeah. even seething more today. But you would have to imagine you're seething to the point where I can't look at any of you. I can I, I my goal for the rest of time other than winning the Super Bowl is to never see a single one of you again because I'm I'm old and I want to put my hands on you. 
because you what you yeah. guys just did was 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 embarrassing to the highest level. There was there was no energy. There was no try from start to finish. Your plan sucked. Your players sucked from from the moment they got on the field. And so I I don't know how you could be at a place where you're Jerry Jones and you're thinking to yourself, no, we could we can kind of put these pieces, similar pieces, we can kind of hang on. And no, the inevitability of going through another regular season is you're going to get clobbered in the playoffs, home or away, versus a young team or an old team, a veteran team or not, a good team or not. Doesn't matter. Your team is going to crumble in January when it, if if it's going to continue to look this way you have to do something and i don't know if bill belichick's the answer but i would be fired up as long as mccarthy's not here and it's a new and it's something new and you give me bill belichick sure i don't know if that's the best option but it's better than what you got now i mean we've seen this routine with romo and the dak for 15 years so i'm, I'm yeah. looking for a commitment from some of the tolos out there today yeah. don't don't get don't get wrapped up after three or four wins he's got to change something because the constant and it's, you know, I, I don't think it's intended on his part. I think Jerry wants to win, but you've gone through different quarterbacks, Romo and Dak. You've gone through different head coaches. Yeah. The end result is failure in the postseason, whether yes. it's the wild card round or the divisional round. They've got to change the culture in that building. And the best way to probably do that is get some type of disciplinarian head coach that they really haven't had since Jimmy. They did it for a few years with Bill Parcells. Yeah. Parcells turned that organization from a 5-11 three years in a row to now you're back in the playoffs. He drafted foundational pieces that had this team now competing. I think that's where you turn. Whether it's yeah. Belichick, whether it's Vrabel, whether it's Harbaugh, you need a hard ass to get in there. Yeah, I think to me, you know, and the thing, if you're out there and you're worried about Bill Belichick and he's going to bring all, you know, the crony guys and all that, I do believe that Bill Belichick realizes he can't do that. And I think if Bill Belichick really wants this job, then he will he will he will understand that, uh, you know, him uh, having to come in, maybe some new ideas, some different people. He's just not going to show up with the band, and and that's going to be what it is. So if you're worried about that, the 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 Bill O'Briens and people like that, I, I just believe that Bill he's if he's going to take this job, you're going to see a different coaching staff from him, and maybe some you'll have some holdovers off this staff of people that he deems it, that are good enough. But we'll see. Like you said, Dawson, I, I'd be surprised if they did it. But I think Bel- Belichick is preparing himself if he does get that opportunity. Just the whispers is enough to get me excited because I do think Belichick's the kind of catalyst this the organization needs. G-Bag of the Day is coming up at 2.30. A little truer fart for you next here coming out of the wild card weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here we go, nation. Six minutes. Six minutes till the G-Bag of the Day. Segment's brought to you by the Frankles. Life's unpredictable accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks at DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214-817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. Um, here is a Zach Wolchuk with some NFL truer fart. And yes, I do owe a bet payoff once again. Oh, no. The January I've lost, jokes I've cost lost you. four or five. Yeah. Cowboys got me one we last the Cowboys. Time. So there's a silver lining for you. You don't like me. Cowboys lost. I got to do something silly on Friday. And Eric, uh, That's perfect. We, we tried to tell everyone the lock of the week was the Chiefs. Lock of the we, week, we man. Got, we got pushback. Yep. 
Sure uh, that was one thing we were right about. We that, the only that, thing probably we were right about. That was a stone cold lead pipe lock. Even even Baldy thought the the Browns and Joe Flacco were going to do something, but C.J. Stroud is the man. He's almost as much as the man as Jordan Love is, uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. But yes, and and you got yeah, I mean Buffalo, Buffalo right? today. Buffalo. So Broadus, we're about to be in the midst. We're going to get to you know do a little watch party for hopefully the Steelers crushing the Bills. How funny would that be if the Bills fans are all there slaving away all weekend long? Just just mowing out uh, as much snow as they can, freezing, frostbite, all of that, only to lose to Ma- uh, Mason Rudolph at home. Mm. That, would, that would be outstanding. That would be something that could help me get a little bit of joy on this Brian day. did have the season-long bet payoff of Lions will win a playoff game. Got out of that skin of his teeth thanks crush to some that. horrible coaching. Wow. From did, sir. Tip of the cap. Wow. You crushed that one. Shout out you to have the Brett Maher. Okay, you're willing to concede that he could get the yips or just misfire from 25 yards at any given moment. You're there from 61 to take the lead. Yep. Punt. They yeah. say it was in the 99th percentile of the most cowardly punt. It was a poor decision. History of the league. It's so wonderful. It really was a poor decision. Uh, all right, let's get into some true or fart, though, quickly. Before I do appreciate you acknowledging the fact that I, in June, I thought that the Lions were yeah. going to be this. Nice job, Brian. You put your balls yeah. on the table there. You're really football smart. I, I did. I'm football, football savant. guy. Savant. Sometimes yes, it's did. hard to tell, but you nailed it. All right, let's play our uh, our game of true or fart. Thanks to Robert Flores. Blind squirrel. I was kind of like I was kind of like a Dak and throwing the deep ball yesterday. Twenty plus. I was one of five. Right. Yep. Kind of for forty-seven of yards. That's all it takes. Yeah. Okay. So we mentioned uh, the Dolphins and yep. their loss, of course, to the Chiefs. They looked cold. Yes, on that game. They looked Certain, cold. They did look cold. They, they looked, looked cold. Their Tua coach looked, looked cold. Two looked very cold, and their coach looked freezing. As did Andy Reid. We'll get to him uh, yeah. NFL news today as well. Um, Eric, true or fart? Dolphins need to move on from Tua. Ooh. Yes, that's a no-brainer. That should be obvious to everybody. As obvious as the Cowboys should be moving on from Mike McCarthy. Tua is a, a certain level of quarterback. He is not a playoff quarterback. He's not a quarterback that uh, you know is winning you games versus good defenses. He's not doing it on the road. He is a September quarterback. He is a sunshine and noon kickoff versus a crappy team. will put up 70 points. That's beautiful. And you just won your third game of the season. Talk to me in November when it comes to Tua. He is not built for this. He is not good enough. He is not athletic. He doesn't have a strong arm. He's not super savant, brilliant football guy. He's not super savant, uh, just leader guy. He He's not athletic in any way. His season-long run was nine yards. Nine. There's, there, there's nothing about his game that makes you think you're doing anything in the way of legit competitive football winning in November and December, and certainly not January. By the way, Dak, if you want to get past the wild card round, your running was probably the best thing the team was doing. So I would have gone ahead and done that about 20 more times until they tried to stop you. Then maybe you got some better passing looks. But, hey, I, you know, I understand. You don't want to get hurt. So maybe you should have chose a different sport. I heard you were a great basketball player. Oh, Wolchuk. Uh Tua, true yeah, farting. Yeah. They move on. True. That's true. Yeah. They sh- yeah. Brian? No one's farting on that. Maybe keep him as a bridge. Like, I'm, I'm looking maybe for a young guy, but. You know, I'm not. I'm not totally hating uh, Tua. I'll have him around as long as he doesn't, you know, demand a huge salary. Uh, I, I could see him as a bridge player for one year or maybe two as we try to find a young guy. Brian, sorry. I tell you what, though, man, Eric, you were going on that rant though, and about him. But is there something about his accuracy in this league and things like that? His accuracy I mean, is best for sure. No yeah, I that's mean, the only thing that gets him to even be the quarterback there, that he is now, which is, is there, a quarterback that can't win when it matters. Is there anything you could do to help him more? I mean, they've got him the receivers, they got him the running game. I guess you're saying that none of the. I mean, he's just never going to be good enough with with those types of weapons around him, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it, he needs absolute perfection, absolute 
to its core perfection. They put up seven points. I mean, look at look at the Dolphins at the end of the season. They're putting up. I mean, even when they beat the I, Cowboys, they're winning with field goals. Yeah. Like it's the second half of the season, the, the Dolphins' offense has not been very good. Tua, we should know what he is by now. If you just want a solid, okay quarterback to have a little fun in the regular season, then he's one of those guys. But if you're actually legitimate, like with with some level of standard for the playoffs and that kind of deal, then he can't be your quarterback. If they give him a big long term contract, it'll be one of the worst contracts we've ever seen. I'm going to say fart to that. Okay. Yeah. You're farting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go back to you, Brian. Texans, the Houston Texans, not the Bills. Not the Chiefs are actually the biggest threat to the Ravens in the AFC, and they're going to play them next weekend. I still think it's the Bills, but I mean, I tell you what, the Texans—they—they they did it. They—they the first, that, that was Joe Flacco's first start during the regular season, and they got mauled. But the but the Texans weren't playing with their quarterbacks at the time. What a turnaround right there, though. But I, I will say, uh, man, I, I love their head coach. The quarterback's playing really well. I'm I'm still going to say it's the Bills that are going to be the biggest threat to uh, the Buff. To, uh, fart on that one. Fart on that one. Yeah, I'll probably fart on that as well. I'll I'll go with just the the veteran quarterbacks, I guess. But I've been fooled there. So yeah. what do I really know? The Texans were super impressive, but I'll still say Mahomes or Allen. Sounds like football flash lynch to me, Wolchuk. I think I'd fart on it too. I'd go with the Bills and then watch the Bills lose to the Steelers here today. So what the hell does any do any of us know? Man, we got football coming up in one hour. We have the Mavs taking on the Pelicans in the second quarter, and it's time now for the G Bag of the Day in the Pimp Cup. Here's Lucius. Yeah, it's all right, girl. It's okay. It's all right, girl. It's okay. It's all right, baby. Uh, let's see. Our winner champ of G-Bag of the day so far is uh, we got some broadcasting beef right here. I almost called him Peyton Manning. <laughs> My man Peyton from the morning show, RJ oh. and Chop. Which one of these fools is Chop? Yeah, he's taking shots at Alec Medford. This is producer beef, some broadcasting beef. Why? Why you do him like this, Peyton? So let me uh, channel in my Brian Damaris here. A little music here for Alec Medford. First of all, you, you, you little leprechaun, shut up. You know, you're, you're five foot two. You're five foot two. Long red hair. Good flow. Big glasses. But you're small. No one likes small people. Get out of here. You're overrated tattoos. You get a new, ta- you get a new tattoo every, every other week. You pay $500 for it. Get out of here with that. You're not a tattoo guy. You are not him. You are not him. Stick to the weekends. Stick to hosting with the fan phenom, the the eight-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold, who I love. Got you down. You you, you want to be a host, but but, but you're just a producer. You know, we remember that one clip from, uh, what was her name, Uh, from Fox Sports Radio. Who oh, said, quarterback! I want quarter- my quarterbacks to be quarterback. Well, I want my host to be host. <laughs> you're you, you, you're just a producer, little bro. So, so stick the bro. filling in for, mm. for the full time guys. Let, let me do my job here. Damn. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you, Alec Medford. Thank you. Thank well you done. for the comments. Jesus, a lot. Got wow. very personal. Heavy handed. Yeah, violent. Got violence. I don't think I've seen a part timer rivalry like this since Sniper John and Jeff. That got testy a few times as well. Yeah, this is this is good. Did we get the Medford response yet? Or I didn't hear I, you were supposed well, to do it on Saturday, Saturday at two forty. I think he said he had it going on. Okay, yeah. So right. we'll we'll circle back. Sorry, Alec. I didn't I didn't listen to two forty on Saturday. Maurice Jones Drew is on the NFL Network, and instead of saying pause, he just paused. This is far and away the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had, right? I mean, is it possible that they can ride the D? I, I, 
The defense? Okay. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the face that he makes there. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I got a lot of Maurice Jones Drew over the weekend. I'm a huge fan. I, I think he's a, a great broadcaster. Maybe if uh you know, maybe he slimmed down a little bit. And that Chris <laughs> Rose, he had the worst neck beard. I he was did. I, I was I yeah. was like, what is going on here with this uh, you know, it's got to be more, more premeditated than that, Chris. As I was leaving the uh, Cowboys watch party yesterday, it was pretty much in the bag. Yeah. I said, I got to go feed my dogs, walk them. Then I'll be right back, fellas. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And I was right back. But when I jumped in the truck, this is the first thing I heard. I said, oh, my God, they killed Dak. Packers don't have any timeouts either. Third and three. And you hear the Green Bay fans yelling, go, Pack, go. And Prescott stepping up to throw is beheaded by Preston Smith. <laughs> That'll leave a mark. And this quite possibly will be the last Cowboy offensive play of the year. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, they'd beheaded <laughs> yeah, your quarterback. It sure quarterback's is. Done, <laughs> yeah. I was like, if this game can't get any worse, no, they damn beheaded the quarterback fail. <laughs> the only way it could have been worse is if they had Zeke come out and play center for the final snap. <laughs> mm. At least it would have been funny. He that was, was the previous year. They could have brought him down from the suite. That's Something true. I don't even think the NFL, the NFL would just like give it a little bit, get the players off the field. They'd still make Cooper Rush trot out there and finish out that football game. Right, 100%. They got ads to run, man. Uh, let's see what else we got right here. You guys see the Jimmy Johnson uh, prep talk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prep talk. Prep talk <laughs> at halftime. I wish they could have piped this into the locker room because I'm pretty sure it was given more than what McCarthy was given. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That's a good one. I'm willing to bet what I got in my E-Trade account on that one. Hold on. But I'll just say this. Every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. Cowboys look shook in the very first quarter. Yeah, they did. Green Bay was out there bobbing their heads and everything after they did something good, high-fiving each other, had little secret handshakes and whatnot. Cowboys look shook. All I seen was eyes. Yeah. What was the catalyst for making them like that? I don't know. It just—it seems so early. It was like, did something happen, dude? I felt—I felt like there was some type of off-the-field fracture in the relationship yeah. between Dak and Lamb. I can't—I—I—I I, 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 for the life of me can't explain why those two guys who have been so phenomenal all season long together with that connection and they looked like they couldn't stand each other. Yeah, I, they I looked think, lost. I think maybe Dak got them together a little bit on at, at halftime because second half that seemed to fade. Um, um, but yeah, that was weird. I I thought maybe CD was just so ticked off at the first down runs. That was the only thing I could come up with. And teed off at himself. You know, that ball went right between his hands yeah. and his yeah, shoulders just blow. Yeah. And that's yeah. when Olsen was on there. I don't know what's going on here, but you yeah. know, oh, oh. I was like, I don't know, bro. Yeah. I don't know. Don't, let's not do that. Because we don't know what's going on out there. Yesterday was church day. Mm. Hope you got your blessing. I know some of you cursed God. <laughs> you better apologize. You better apologize today. Uh, this male choir right here in church, they were struggling.
No, no, not amen. <laughs> like when he oh, said, boy. stay right there, stay right there. Like, no, you can't be coaching and doing it at the same time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't allow this. Might need some more practice or some more talent. Not quite sure which one. Probably both. There it is. We got uh, a champ and four challengers. Peyton Manning. Uh, no, See? not Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> got you too. Have our one-time champion. You have Maurice Jones-Drew. You have uh, third and three. Uh, go, Pack, go. Uh, with the call from uh, Sham is Dak was beheaded. Uh, literally and figuratively. Jimmy Johnson was uh, nominated in the uh, the male choir struggling. I'm going to go with Jimmy. I thought that was the best senior performance since uh, Dolly Parton there at Thanksgiving. I'll go with Peyton. Manning. Mm-hmm. Lucius? Jimmy looked like a televangelist, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He was giving it up on TV. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of weird how, up, much of a, how much of a pep rally that halftime show was. I was waiting for a phone number to pop up on the yeah, screen. Right there, there, a, little, <laughs> a little towel for sale, a little holy water, something like that. Some anointed oil. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Dak was beheaded because it's, it's poetic, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Dan Quinn deserves some heat. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's a whole lot of, you know, yeah. the other coach and yeah. Dak, but yeah. Dan Quinn's defense, bro. That was unreal. Crawled through that joint. Yeah, I mean they're making a comeback, and it's like, hey, here's like three big plays in a row for you. Yeah. Just go ahead and and the three straight third and longs to open up the game. Couldn't get off the field. Guys are wide open, twenty yards down oh, the middle of the bad. field. That's Awful. what bad teams look like. Yeah, bad teams that have given up look like. Mm-hmm. Wolchuk, I'll go with MJD. You're still tied to win, Brian. Jimmy Johnson by a score two to one to one two one. And now your new G-Bag of the Day champion is the former Cowboys coach, the most recent Ring of Honor member. I'd love to see him get back in there and coach. Yeah. I felt that speech a little yeah. bit. Yeah. The eyes. Think he could still do it? You what is he? Yeah, 100%. So he was screaming at the camera. Imagine yeah. it was real football players mm-hmm. right there losing, and his job was on the line and all these other implications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was just entertainment. You know what you could still hear, though, in that cut was Jimmy caring about you and yeah. believing yeah. in you. That yeah. part. Yes. Yeah. That's his legacy. Yes. Yeah, Cowboys are his legacy, bro. I agree. Brian, where are we going? We are going to go with, uh, I had a chance to look at the All-22, and uh, we'll go through those plays that uh, kind of you have questions about. We'll do that next. Oh, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. Uh, Brian Broaddus has a Krusty's Corner and a look at the film, and, and here he is, king of the Krusties himself, former Cowboy scout, Brian Broaddus. Thank you very much, General. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting uh, study uh, this morning of watching. It's really curious we always look at these those chunk plays and you know what happened and you know was it uh was it a coverage situation really good route was it a bust you know and there there's plenty of questions here there's plenty of questions and you know it's it's funny there was and I'll get into the one play that that they had where uh <laughs> it was just I, I think that they got caught in a situation where they were where they were going the Packers were trying to throw a an over the top like a max cover. We've seen the pack, uh, the Cowboys run where they go max protection and then run a deep over. And I think the one time where you saw Gilmore where he lost Dobbs on the play, I think God, Dobbs just broke the route off because because they're going to try and throw. I think they're going to try and throw the deep over to Watson and they got it covered. And Dobbs just he he's heading for the inside. And Gilmore's chasing him, and then he runs. He just turns he just it breaks out. It I was he just wondering. It out. Is that like broken play stuff? He's just trying to help his quarterback that's, here that's, because Love was under duress at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And and that's 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 one of those times where 
I was like, I was curious. I'm thinking that that play went for 46 yards. I mean, that is felt like a, they all did. Yeah, that that was just a huge chunk play. But it's it's like the Packers are saying, you know, we're going to max this thing. We we have we've seen the Cowboys when they want to take a deep shot, they'll keep two tight ends in, a tight end and a wing, and then block the front and then go for the. But the Packers are going for the deep over here, and the Cowboys actually have it covered. And I think Dobbs broke it off. I do. I think he. I think he'd said, you know what, I need to get back to the outside here to try and help. And you're right. There's pressure in Love's face, and he he just lets it fly. That's Dobbs and and, and Love being on the same page yeah. in a way that Dak and CD couldn't even well, couldn't even yeah dream yesterday. of yesterday. Certainly not. Yeah that that was a problem. And, you know, you mentioned this stuff about about CD. And I think there was a point in this game where, you know, initially it the first three times you look at I, I think this kind of this kind of where things really started to fall apart when you're watching the tape for C D was they run the sprint right option. They run they sprint back to the right and he throws the ball before before Lamb is even out of his break. You know, just an anticipation throw. And the ball is on Lamb so quick that he can't even get his hands up. I mean, it goes right through him. He just didn't even adjust it. It just was a really, really bad look. But I think the play that really set them off towards each other, and it, and you could tell the body reaction by both players after the play, they're, they're, they're going to run a, a play where Prescott is thinking that, that CD is going to run a pivot route. Mm-hmm. And when we mean a pivot – it's in and then out. And Dak throws the ball to the outside thinking it's going to be, you know, that that you're going to break, that Lamb's going to go in, plant, and then come back to the outside. Dak throws the ball there. After the play, you see Prescott walk up to Lamb and go palms up like, bro, Oof. what are we doing? What are we doing here? You know, and you could tell that Lamb was kind of like, oh, okay, we're going to do that today, you know. But that 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 the incomplete where the first incompletion they had, the one where it was on third down, that's Dak's fault. Dak's got to set his feet. He's he's looking, he's looking to his left the whole time, and Lamb's trying to work to the middle, you know. And slants are good against the Packers. Well, it's a match if you wanted on yeah, Quay Walker, yeah, exactly. Cover it, it, yeah. Usually you can you can you can work the slants against these guys, and it works. And Lamb is trying to get to the inside, and Dak really just jumps off the ground and, like, overhand throws the ball with no touch at all or no chance for Lamb to even get that ball. So, all of a sudden, now Lamb's thinking, okay, here, we're going to do this today, you know? Yeah, a a real lack of mental toughness or resilience to get broken down so early in that game by frustration. You know, I know it's like a huge playoff game. It's your first opportunity to negotiate a new contract. You're thinking, I'm going to go for 200 yards against this, and things aren't going well. Take a breath. You know, yeah. and let's we, there's still plenty of time to get on the same page. I didn't know if he was more frustrated with the ball placement or the play calls or or whatever. But there I, was a point where he cracked a joke and made the Green Bay Packers defensive back laugh. And I'm like, man, I would love to know what that joke was. Well, like I man, it to me, just watching the tape and the, the disconnect that they had early in that game was. But I, I think it started with that. It was like you had the first two that were incomplete, and then you had that pivot, and Dak's yeah. kind of like, 
you know, when Dak's going palms up, like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, you're supposed to go. I threw the ball where you're supposed to be. But Dak was so bad, like, yeah. late in the second quarter, he's doing that to Ferguson. Yeah. Ferguson would have had to transport himself instantly from one side of the defender yeah. to the other to make the catch. Right. It's like, what could Dak yeah. possibly be asking Ferguson to do in that situation? It was the worst look to throw that ball. Yeah, and then it, Dak starts pressing. Yeah, and yeah when that When Dak starts pressing, you get the turnovers. Yeah, yeah. And then, C, yeah, CD wants it so much that yep. he's, what was that throw? You know, you have a really inaccurate Dak who could not make great reads throughout the game, and then he started forcing it. That's when you well, knew it was over. I think the interception that it allowed to be the pick six, uh, Heggie and Mike were talking about it, and Heggie brought up he thought that, that Dak was forcing the ball to CD because they run double yeah. slant. Yeah. And Savage, the safety, is on Cooks. And really, CD's route wasn't great on the slant. It wasn't like... Usually CD will come off the ball and it can really sell it, but it was kind of, he came off with a little bit of, just a little bit of slowness to it. And Dak trying to get him the ball or force him the ball to get it, get him, maybe get him going. That, I think that cost you an interception. I think it cost you six points. What'd you think about Cooks's route as well on that interception? I mean, he was getting interfered with. He he got, he got mauled. Yeah. And, but you know what? Dak threw the ball where he thought he was going to be. The, the Alexander was not going to let him inside, and and I and and I mean mauled in a way of like if it was Bland playing one of their receivers, we'd all call it great coverage. I thought it was great coverage. He just did not let Cooks get to the inside on him, and Dak threw it where he thought that Cooks was going to get to, just didn't get there. The 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 Musgrave uh, the Musgrave thirty eight yard play where he was wide open, just all by himself. Yeah. Looks like the Cowboys are playing what we call man free. And this is where you play man coverage underneath and you play with a free safety in the middle of the field. So everybody's got a man underneath with curse as the middle of the field defender. He's the actual free safety on this particular play. And so what it appears to be is everybody's in man. Wilson doesn't play it as man. And if I'm reading this right, he he goes outside instead of going with his guy, instead of running with Musgrave. Musgrave starts on the left side, and then everything is kind of flowing to the right, the Cowboys defensive to their right. He's going back the other way. Wilson's got to carry him in coverage, and that's why that thing was so wide open. Wilson stayed on the other side of the field. Musgrave went to the opposite direction. And that's why the ball got thrown back. Actually, what they did was that it was off a of play action. They had run back-to-back plays before that where they gashed the Cowboys and they went play action off that. And then it, it, it turned into a huge play. I think, that's, I think that's Wilson's fault completely on that play, that he's got he's to carry that guy. Um, the uh, one other play I wanted to get to real quick and here in my notes, if I could. Uh, the... the uh, the play that the play that that uh, the uh, the way that Jones oh the Jones the the TD the TD run he had the first one that went for nine yards, well okay take let me do the twenty seven yard uh, run he had, Mozzie Mozzie got turned out on the play, Bell jumped inside and then Curse didn't see the ball and then Gilmore had to try and rally that's kind of what the running game was for the Cowboys yesterday. A lot of getting turned, 
jumping, but the the Packers did a really nice job of taking the ball, like we talked about earlier, at Bell, trying to run at him, knowing that he couldn't hold up. But they did a good job. Hankins was on the ground quite a bit in this game. Uh, Osa was on the ground. Cowboys had a really hard time. The double team blocks, they didn't get off any double team blocks yesterday at all. The the move tight ends that were able to they, they cut they cut Parsons one time and that allowed a, a big gap to go inside. They cut him and now you got a linebacker jumping around the block and there's this huge hole. But it's just like what we talked about the way that Jones was going to run the football. It was going to be find the find the hole, cut back to the hole. And then make your make your play from there, and they did a great job of that yesterday. They they blocked the Cowboys very very well up front. Well, if I'm Green Bay, I really like where we're headed at quarterback, and I love our coaching staff, especially against the Cowboys. You know, I, I don't know how how good of a job they do scouting up and game planning against the other teams, but this is two years in a row that when the Cowboys came around, they seemed to have all the answers. They had a really good plan of how to attack. The, they they knew that going at the at the, the middle of the field especially with those big plays. You know, when, when you play curse as the true free safety, mm-hmm. that first Dobbs play that went for 22 yards was curse playing. And they, and they carry three guys go running with one guy. And then all of a sudden, now you're in a situation where you've got a, a receiver right in the hole that to make the play. And that happened a couple of different times. Is this therapeutic at all for you, Zach, talking it out? Or are you still in that dark place? You know? it, it, the dark place is probably going to be for a little bit. Yeah. Probably a couple, couple days, couple weeks, days, a couple hopefully months, days, hopefully days. Right on, buddy. What do you want to do next? Well, let's do some NFL news of the day. We got uh, maybe the next Cowboys head coach, snowplows, and who now owns the longest playoff drought since the Lions got a victory yesterday? That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 